How do we know when we're live? It says going live. But what I figured out is when it says going live, you are live. So after you press the button. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a trap because we could say something incriminating now. I know. Uh, I tried to work it out the other day because I was like, okay. Because I often, like, I, I click go live and I wait till it says you're live and then I start talking. Then I watch the videos back later and it's like, why am I sitting there for an idiot, like an idiot saying nothing for 10 seconds? So I'm going to go live and I'm gonna talk straight away. And it worked really well the other day. So that's my okay. scientific uh, methodology. All right. So look, I've tweeted this out. I've got people joining. And it's going to be a lot of stuff about acronyms today. And like I, I, I sort of read what you were writing about this a couple of years ago, I think, when it first came out. Yeah. And had a grasp of it then. I saw you talking about it again the other day and I was busy. Uh, and then I thought it'd be more fun if I didn't read it and I could literally sort of be the straight man in this discussion. <laughs> that, that genuinely, genuinely not understanding a lot of it. But it is interesting, and I know you're very upset, which makes it even more interesting. I never get upset about things. <laughs> now, before we do that, let me do the sponsor bit. Uh, sponsor again this week is Aura. Identity theft isn't cheap. Theft of your trailer isn't cheap either. That's another story. We'll come back to that. Identity theft isn't cheap. Secure your family with Aura, the number one rated protective or proactive protection that helps you keep safe online, get started. Now, I have spoken about Aura before. Uh, Really good people. I've had lots of conversations with Aura. The big caveat with Aura, and it's fine me saying this, is that they're in the US. <laughs> and uh, uh, you're not in the US, and I'm not in the US, which is a real shame because I've got a really good product. So I, I feel jealous of the people in the US who can actually go out and and uh, and get themselves some Aura. The options that we have, in, I don't know about the UK, but certainly the options we have in Australia are not... Um, I think the word is compelling. Probably the kindest word I can use is compelling. <laughs> so, so every time I talk about Aura as a sponsor, I obviously talk about what they do, but also because just giving a little, little bit of a push. Uh, we're out there. We're waiting. So uh says the FBI reported $10.3 in losses due to cybercrime, which, which is interesting. Do you know what your annual loss in the UK is from cybercrime? No, not at a, it's a headline figure. level like that. So the figure we, figure we keep hearing in Australia is, is $3 billion a year, which is interesting because that's about $2 billion US, but we've only got about 10% of the population of the US. So if they're doing $10 billion in the US, I wonder if we're just punching above our weight for cybercrime in Australia. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're winning the, the battle that you don't want to win. We're winning. We're winning. We need some aura. Come down here, folks. Uh, for everyone else, go and check it out. Link in the header of the blog post as well as all the other places where I publish this video later on. Uh, okay, so we've got some people joining here. We've got George, Johannesburg, Stefan. Stefan has not yet been swallowed by the volcano in, in Iceland, which is good. because no, He doesn't delay my aeroplanes. He's got some have I been bone work to do here. Don't mess up the aeroplanes again, um, please, Stefan. For those of you watching, Stefan is, um, is in Iceland where they are having some form of uh, descent into hell, as best I can understand it, because the lava is flowing under the villages and I think things are going to, I don't know. Go into the lava. Um, we hope Stefan finishes the Have I Been Pwned work before he succumbs to the volcano gods. What if he, like, chops off his internet, though, right? It could, like, you know, lava through the the fibre connection. Yeah, I know. We won't be able to laugh about how good his internet is anymore. <laughs> oh, that is a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> I say this with us now. Having, remember, it wasn't that long ago you'd give me so much rubbish for having terrible internet here because I was getting like 100 megabit, and now I'm actually getting gigabit, which, you know, reliably getting gigabit, which is nice. Philip's there uh, in the UK. Uh, Marek is in uh, about to be stormy Sydney. 
Uh, Stefan says the village is still there. Just half of it has sunk about one meter. Jeez. <laughs> wow, that's a long. That's a long way to sink a village. It does feel like it, doesn't it? All right. Look, um, let's let's jump into it because this is a this is a, a big subject with a, with a lot of a lot of acronyms. And I, I wonder if maybe the logical place to start is I mentioned in the the intro here that two years ago you wrote about quacks. Uh, do you want to explain what what the quacks are and, and where we were two years ago? And I guess then we'll just naturally progress into what's happened since. Yeah, so as part of the legislation in Europe called EIDAS, which is the Electronic Identification and Trust Services, but there's no T in the acronym. Um, like we've already had, um, you know, a long time working on this legislation now. And one of the things that that are kind of part of this that we've also already had for a long time is Quack. So that's QWAC, which is a Qualified Website Authentication Certificate. And you know, like I'm sure many people know my view on EV certificates, the old school like extended validation. And and I draw comparisons there just because it's familiar. So they're basically like an EV certificate. It's the idea where you have a HTTPS certificate for a website and the certificate contains information about the company, you know, like the actual legally registered company that owns the domain or operates the domain because they might not necessarily own it. So in essence, the actual you know, and again, like I'm not drawing conclusions just to kind of like taint quacks with the whole EV problems, but that's a separate thread for later. But to convey the point of what they are, that's basically what they are. You know, you can dig into the certificate in the browser and go like, you know, secure connection view certificate. And it will say like this company was registered to like, have I been pwned Australia AU, right? And and then we could say, oh, this is the legally registered company behind this website. So that's the kind of basic gist of of what a quack is for well what a quack does what it's for is but but in in essence uh identity assurance so that you can establish as a consumer that the website is trustworthy before you can put your credit card and everything in well no so like you so you've already kind of like fallen into the trap <laughs> so like okay. this is one of the issues that we have with the regulation is you just use the word trustworthy and and therefore like we need to define what does trustworthy mean now, if you say that to a normal person, like if I say, if I go onto the street and say to someone, hey, Troy Hunt is trustworthy. And, you know, like, what does that mean? It's like, oh, well, you know, if I give, if I lend him some money, he will pay me back. Or if I lend him my car, he will, you know, look after it and refill the fuel tank or something. So that we have that kind of understanding of trustworthy. Now, if you register a company, which costs like eight pounds in the UK and takes about four minutes, like does that make you that kind of yeah. trustworthy and this is the problem like it's we're we're conflating also later we'll get onto like technical trust so we have like this concept of trust in in the technical sense but then we have like the human understanding word of the word of, of trust and and these are all getting conflated and this is part of the problem really but the, i mean this takes us back to exactly that ev argument which is the 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 idea of trustworthy is really just assurance of identity as opposed to assurance of the fact that they won't do bad things with your credit card and your passwords, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just you know, just because you know that somebody has registered a company name doesn't mean like anything. <laughs> you know, it's it's so it's such a low bar to to have a registered company name. So it doesn't mean any kind of trustworthiness or even like legal recourse, you, you know, do you think like you could go out there and find the name and address of every company and then take legal action against them because those details are correct, right? Like, you know, it's it's a wild, it's a wild assumption. 
Okay, so, uh, and I'm just, I just shared that link to that blog post. So it was Jan 2022, Jan last year, so almost two years ago. And that was essentially, let, let's use a more correct term, like identity assurance, which was really the kind of point of EV, which is effectively dead for all intents and purposes many, many years ago anyway. So, and you made that point here. In fact, the title of your blog post was, if it looks like a duck, swims like a duck, and quacks like a duck, that's a QWAC quacks. Nice work there. I saw what you did. Quacks like a duck. <laughs> then it's probably an EV certificate, which was, which was what it boiled down to. Now back then we're kind of like, okay, well that's that's cute and fun, but really it's yeah, EV has been disproven to be do anything of any use whatsoever, which is why it's effectively dead, other than the people who pay for it anyway. But then no one sees it because it's hidden behind all your certificate info in the browser. So <laughs> what good does it do? So what has changed since January last year and now? Well. <clears throat> In terms of the efficacy of the bags, nothing. You know, like they're they're still the same. They're thing. still useless. Had, yeah, like we've had them since then. I guess you know, like we can just not buy them, like we do with EV certificates. And one of the things that you said there that I think is really important is you said that EV certificates were were proven to not be effective, right? Like, and this is actually the case. Like, this is actually the truth. There were studies and research and you know, like the the evidence was gathered. It, it's not like somebody just decided that they don't like them or, or whatever. So, you know, they're still there. And my crawler data over the years now, when I scan the top 1 million websites every day, of course, the number of websites using certificates has skyrocketed. The number of websites using EV certificates during that time has gone down significantly. So no, certificate numbers are skyrocketing and EV right, numbers sure. are, are free falling. Yeah, so it's it's even more of a stark contrast when you factor that in and there's a reason for that you know because because it's like the information is not easily accessible and even if it was it's like okay cool here's a registered entity name troy like what do you do with that now like okay so so i know the registered name of the company like am i still going to buy the shoe from the website like now now what so you know the idea is well if i buy the shoe from the website and then they steal my credit card data or don't send me the shoe, then if I, at the time, wrote down the details for the organization, I could go back to my record of the details for the company and then pursue the company legally because now I know who they are. And it's like, I don't know. I got bored halfway through that explanation of of what you're supposed to do with this data. And it just seems so illogical that anybody's going to make use of that. And this is why EV has just slowly kind of faded away. I, like, l- let me play Bill's advocate here because I'm, I'm honestly uh, trying to figure out how is this still a business model for this. Like, I'm on the DigiCert website. They've been a favorite whipping boy for a while now because, of, frankly, because they're saying a lot of stupid shit, like time and time again. And I'm just looking at the website here: Secure Site Pro EV TLS slash SSL certificate, certificate of the highest brand authentication. Uh, Oh, and it's, you know, it's dark pattern marketing as well, because I saw $173 and I was like, you know, they're, they're free. These are we're paying, 100, but it does, it's not $173. It's save $173 for two year plan. They don't tell you what it costs. So I've got to drop it down. Uh, no features. Um, are you looking at an EV certificate or just a certificate? I think it's an EV. It says pro You're EV. not getting an EV certificate for 173 anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely something not right there. If I config, oh geez, <laughs> no, I had to configure and buy two-year plan three thousand two hundred eighty-three American That's dollars. 
that's a two-year plan. Uh, I have my own CSR, Apache, continue. But I, I guess where I'm going with this is that, like, it's <laughs> just really struggling. They're not visible in the browser anymore. They've been ripped out. There's no more green thing with entity name, all that sort of stuff. You've got to drill down to find it. You've got – how are they still being sold? Like, what, what – who is paying for these things and why? Well, I mean, you can literally go look at my crawler data and see, like, I can send you the link right now and you can see exactly well, which sites. But that's, that's the first the part of the answer. So, so, but uh, what's the answer to why? Um, it's probably because, number one, the amount of money for the companies that we're looking at is literally insignificant. So, you know, okay, yeah, $2,000 a year. Do we think Apple cares about a $2,000 a year cost for a certificate? No, probably not. And then the other thing is, it's like, well, we've always done this. And it's going to cost time and effort to change the process to save the $2,000 a year. And then the person's time to do the process is probably more than that will ever recoup. So like, they would be my two major guesses as to why. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I've just sent it in the... Uh, I in mean, the I, I, I kind of get the... I'm, I'm trying to rationalize, and I, I don't mean to completely derail us from the, the from the quacks and the and the root certificate stuff we're going to talk about. But it's like we've always, but stuff changes over time, and they might have always done it that way. But uh, it, yeah, are they not rolling to? Uh, I guess maybe they're not rolling to any sort of automated Acme style certificate installation. If you'd only got a, but even the the the, uh, the validity period is no longer two years, right? That's reduced. Correct. It's one year for all certificates now. Right. So some, I guess, what they had to do every two years, and they have to do. All well, right, so I'm the still struggling <laughs> with o with Ovi and Evie as well. You then have to break apart the two processes because you've got the traditional process of a DV certificate where you validate control of the domain, and then you've got the secondary process where you validate control of the company, and they're they're separate processes, and you can do them independently. So, like, you can have an account with the CA, prove your control of the company. And then you might get one new certificate issued every month with that company name because yeah. the validation of the company is valid for a period of time. But you so so you can do the validation of the company manually and then automatically issue like yeah. one certificate a month for 12 months. And then but then you have to like re-manually do I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm trying my best. <laughs> so so you know, last thing just before we go back to the I guess the main topic, I've just looked at and I'm gonna drop this uh link in the comments as well, but this is uh, sites using EV, sites using EV from scottscrawler.ninja uh, website. I've just grabbed the top sites up to, uh, and this, of course, is is the, the world ranking. Still using Tranco for that world ranking? This is Tranco, yes. Okay, so up to 1,000. So uh, this is the of the top 1,000 websites in the world, how many are using EV? It's 23. And that includes DigiCert, <laughs> which I don't think. Global think. sign. Uh, global sign was down. No, they were down further, weren't they? DigiCert, VeriSign, Global Sign. They all sell UV certificates, so they're going to be using them, right? Oh, hang on, we take out DigiCert and then take out Global Veri Sign and VeriSign. What number was Global Sign? Oh, that's uh, seven eighty nine. I see. Yeah. All right, so we're down to twenty. That's 20 out of 1,000. So tell me if I'm wrong here, but 0.2% of websites, and it would be fair to say that 90-something percent of them are going to be on DV because I don't think there's, there's, there's not really many doing OV, are there? Probably take out Norton because they sell certificates as well. Yeah. Who else and then is? look at how many of the rest are financial. Yeah. 
Apple. Why is Apple up there? Anyway, we're, we're, I guess we're going a little, a little, little bit off topic there, which I think hopefully people find interesting. Anyway, so, all right, coming back to the other acronyms and the root certificates and things. So, where are we with that? What's happening? Yeah. So, the the current changes coming through, like the next set of changes, I guess, coming through in the EIDAS regulation, like the first ones are kind of, you know, th- there's there's quite a few things that I'm concerned about. the the lower The lower end of the scale is things like they're now trying in the legislation to control how the information from a quack is displayed in the browser. So we always say how EV certificates have the company details and they're super super buried. They're now trying to undo that with legislation, and they're trying to basically compel that to be much more prominent. Now they can't draw, you know, schematics of a browser UI, but the phrasing around how the information from a quack must be presented to the user is quite clear. So that's the first worrying thing is they're stepping into the realm of essentially controlling the browser UI. Mm. So that that would that would mandate taking us back to what we had when EV was visible, which the browser vendors in a very evidence-based way, decided to get rid of because it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> and that this is literally the kind of, you know, like I raised this to show the kind of path that we're going down with some yeah. of the things in this legislative process, right? It's like, well, you know, not only is this literally tried and tested, we have the evidence to say that it didn't work. And and we're coming like right back to the beginning and, and now pushing it through a legislative process. So, you know, yeah. we've had quacks for ages, they can stay people can buy them not buy them like whatever it doesn't really matter the you know the the things that started to concern me were around placing constraints on the browsers and their ui and how they display that information but then of course if you have these certificates you need an organization to issue them you need a certificate authority somebody that you can go to and presumably buy one of these from because they're they're definitely not going to be free so the traditional process for becoming a certificate authority is to go to the operator of the trust store. So for example, on my Windows desktop, Microsoft is the operating system and they have the trust store on the device with all of the trusted routes. And you know, if you just Google Microsoft root program, like there is, you can read the program requirements. There's an application form. You go through like really stringent audits and tests and they make sure that you are a fit enough organization to issue trusted certificates. Mm-hmm. And then eventually if they agree, and you pass everything, they recognize you as a trusted root CA, and then they update you into all of the Windows installations in the world. Now, the problem with the phrasing in the legislation is that basically because each EU state is going to have its own certificate authority that issues certificates for organizations within that country's jurisdiction, they are all going to have their own certificate authority. Now, you would think, okay, cool, right, just like submit for the process, fill out your application form, pass the audits, and then you'll be a certificate authority. But what they've said instead is that it will be mandatory for the government-recognized authorities from each country to be included, and that no other additional restrictions can be imposed upon them for entry. And that was like the woo woo, woo. <laughs> like that was major alarm bells moment because it's like, whoa, hang on a minute, you know, we have an established process here that we have improved and and curated over 20 years and then the legislation is just going to be like whammo you know if you're a government approved ca in france you're now a trusted ca but so so it's it's basically all all of those baseline requirements that have existed for so long which have set the bar 
high enough to not have more incidents like um who was that Dutch one that got totally owned did 10 years know, ago? Did you know? <laughs> Google did you know that? And then all those start SSL screwy things, and then they'd get booted out uh, out of uh, trust stores because of bad behaviour. So that that is no longer a baseline requirement. Well, so so under the phrasing of the legislation, no, it wouldn't be. And this is kind of the problem. It's, it's like, well, you know, each trust store operator has their own rule book so like microsoft has theirs and now most of the browser vendors have their own so traditionally the browser would defer to the operating system uh, but now browsers like chrome or firefox or edge have their own trust stores as well so the the browser vendors have kind of like taken that security feature in-house so there's the rules of all of the trust store operators and this legislation actually only targets browser vendors so technically microsoft wouldn't apply for the windows trust store but they would apply for the edge trust store because edge has its own so it's it's like we have all of these rules and you have to remember like the the apple is a particularly good trust operator they've they've made some really good decisions and things that they've done recently the security of my iphone is dictated by the security of the weakest ca that the device trusts right like if a ca on here is is breached and they issue a certificate wrongly or they're compelled by a government whatever then that entity can intercept and decrypt my traffic from my iPhone. So so like literally the entire security of my device is dependent upon all of the the trusted authorities in here being trustworthy. So when we then say oh yeah well, like we're going to put some trusted root authorities in there and not go through Apple's normal process for vetting it's like well no <laughs> this is literally a terrible idea. It, it, just to scroll it back a second as well, one of the, the things you're saying before about mandating browser vendors to uh, visually display the quack in a, a an EV reminiscent fashion, what about all of the other non-browser clients that are out there? Like where does this sit for them? If if you've got, you know, the, the Netflix app, should the Netflix app be showing any sort Netflix of- Netflix incorporated United States. Quack evidence, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, so, these are all bespoke clients. Correct. Yeah. And the legislation doesn't cover them. So the, the legislation is very, very clear in its wording that it is only browser vendors. So depending on, you know, like if your application is just a web view, <laughs> then is, you know, like if it's a if it's a, an iPhone, is that Apple? Like, is that a Safari web view? If you're on Android, is it a Chrome web view? Is it an Android web view? Like, is that a, I mean, you you would call that a browser vendor, right? If it's just a web view. But I think the phrasing is aimed very traditionally at what you would interpret a user to use a web browser as. Are they going to outlaw the F11 key? Because if I go <laughs> full screen and I can't see the omnibar. <laughs> then, then you're going to have a confirmation pop up to say, are you sure that you wish to lose all of this really, you know, helpful It suddenly feels like, remember that politician in the US who went to town on some journalist because he like F12 and viewed source uh, and he yep. saw credit card details and it's like yeah no we're gonna you know go to town and you like we sent you all the credit cards and you view it almost feels like this level of I don't know just stupidity all right let's talk about the uh the MITM aspects of this yeah so this is really the biggest concern on my list right so like straight to the top Certificate authorities, and this is kind of weird because I've literally just finished uh, the last day of my TLS training course. And on the last day of the course, we talk about the power that root certificate authorities have. So I was literally talking about this about an hour ago. So, you know, I, I keep using my iPhone just because it's here. But 
you know, my iPhone has these like 200 trusted root CAs. And if the, one of those certificate authorities issues a certificate that says this is facebook.com, right? My phone, I open the browser, I go to facebook.com, my phone receives a certificate and says, yeah, cool. This is definitely facebook.com. Now, if one of those certificate authorities issues a facebook.com certificate, but gives it to my government, my phone can then connect to my government who are proxying my traffic. And then the government send the certificate back and say, yeah, 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 like we're facebook.com. And my phone's like, cool, here's all of my data. So they can then actively intercept and decrypt the traffic because my phone falsely believes that the government are actually facebook.com. So once you have the capability to issue certificates that will be trusted by the device, then you have the ability to intercept and decrypt any traffic coming in and out of the device that's using TLS and certificates in that traditional sense. This is this is something that, especially after I wrote my last blog post a few days ago, the European Commission were very, very unhappy with me and um, requested a telephone call with me. Um, and 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 they're like, you know, like this this is not possible. And it's like, look, you know, there's very, very few times when I, I would say. This is one of the things that I really know what I'm talking about, right? Like there's very few things where I consider myself to be an expert. I was like, but this particular niche subject is something that I'm really interested in and I teach and and I'm very passionate about. I was like, this is exactly as possible as I just said, right? Like no mm. one can argue otherwise. If they do politely, you're wrong. You know, the ability to have issuance of certificates that will be trusted means full interception and decryption of traffic from the device. Like there's no other way to slice that. And that's not over egging the pudding. That's how it is. To, um, I guess to, to tie that back to your earlier point, when you said you, you finished TLS training and you talk about the power that CAs have, if CAs already have that power anyway, because they're issuing the certificates, so they can issue it for whatever domain they, they wish to, how does it change it? in this model is is the concern that there there can be government coercion where there wasn't before so there's two major concerns that you could take away from that the first one is that in order to gain that power of being a ca capable of issuance you have to go through apple's vetting processes so apple say if our iphones are going to trust anything that you do we're going to vet you to our standard before we trust you and under the phrasing that we're arguing about in the regulation then that Apple would not be able to subject new certificate authorities from European nations to those same standards. You know, the, the European Commission is saying, look, ETSI will vet them and they'll say they're okay. And then you just stick them in. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, Apple knows what's best for iPhone users to protect them in the cybersecurity realm. We'll stick with their standards. The second one is that because they're not allowed to be subject to any additional rules or regulations or inspections, we have things now like certificate transparency. So any certificate authority that issues a certificate now that is going to be trusted by devices has to record it in a minimum of two independently operated public logs. So these CAs are saying, look, we've just made a certificate for Facebook.com. Here are two publicly recorded copies. So that if they do anything shady and issue a Facebook.com certificate in secret, like this public accountability, we, people would be like, well, hey, who did this Facebook.com certificate go to? And because these CAs would be coming in without the same rules applying and therefore certificate tr transparency would not apply, those CAs could issue certificates that we can't audit and we can't know about. So then it can happen in secret. So those are the two. Number one, it can happen. And number two, it can happen in secret. Those are the two big concerns. What's the basis for them uh, not mandating that certificates have to go into CT logs? 
So this really seems like it was just kind of like certificate transparency and other things like that were kind of swept in there by accident. I don't think they've sat down and specifically said, no, we're not going to do this. But what they've said is we want our standards body to dictate what our CAs will do and will not do. And that doesn't include certificate transparency. So it's not like they've specifically said, no, we're not going to do that. It's just like we're going to set the rules and then the rules don't include that. So, so it does exclude it, but not explicitly. At, at a macro level, is is this more sort of sovereign states wanting to define how technology works within their scope as opposed to big American tech? So the, the big American tech is a phrase that's come up a lot in the discussions. Like there is a really, really big anti-big American tech sentiment coming from all of the people that I've spoken to regarding this. It's... You know, to some degree, I kind of understood it and accepted it for a period there. But after a while, I've I've kind of got to the, you know, like we just need to chill out and take a step back. <laughs> like this, you know, this this sentiment is now becoming more overriding than it needs to be. Um, so yeah, like I definitely think a large amount of that is driving it. Um, and there is like that's where this element of we'll take all the control back to us, we'll define the rules. But then they forget that all of these browser vendors have been working on these roles, some of them for close to 20 years, right? And it's taken them a really long time to get them as good as they are. And, and this is their first bash at it. <laughs> and it's not as good, which is fine. But, you know, we signed an open letter from the industry a few weeks ago, and they got like 400 professors from all around the world. And they also let me sign it for some reason to say, you know, like, look, as it's currently phrased, this is a really, really bad idea. We're not saying don't do it. We're not saying... Don't have quacks. If you want quacks, we can have quacks. We're not saying don't have European CAs. And in my recent blog post, I said, all I'm literally saying is put them through the current application process, right? If you want to be a CA with the power to issue certificates, just go through the process. And if they're up to snuff, you'll go through the process. No problem. So I really can't understand why they wouldn't just do that. If um, the, the issue of, of having a separate process aside, if CT logs were mandated, would you be happy? Because at least, in, and it's not that it's like everyone has to play Scott and then we're going ahead, but at least in that situation, if there was abuse or misuse of that authority, there's transparency and visibility. I, I just find it kind of fascinating that, that CT logs is such a good idea for that reason and it's not mandated. So if it was, would you be happy? I'd be a lot happier for sure. But then it does place an extra large onus on the industry to then police the logs. Whereas you know, it's like, should we have to then think, okay, like which domains do we monitor? How, you know, if I see a certificate for facebook.com go onto the logs, how do I know whether Facebook actually asked for that or the Danish government has made them do it? Like, you know, so it's, it would be a correct step in the right direction. The problem as well is because another issue with the legislation is right now through all the existing processes, if certificate authorities make mistakes, they have an incident filed against them and they can face disqualification. Uh, or other action you know there is a, a sliding scale there but the, but the legislation started to sell thing again yeah like you you may find yourself completely eradicated you may find yourself in a lot of trouble but you can kind of live through it the legislation specifically prohibited the browser vendors from taking that action they would have to report that to etsi to the european body and say this ca has done something naughty and we want to take this action please can we take this action and that that's like the next kind of big issue with that it's kind of fascinating though because if you use that term 
before big American tech again, and you look at it through that lens, uh, if if we if we follow the existing methodology for this, and we did allow new CAs in that were government controlled or government approved CAs, you, you are still in that situation where big American tech can come and say, "Hey, uh, European government or European authority, you're no longer allowed to operate." Um, which and and we know the reasons for it, right? But I I can see the lens that they'd look at that through because. It's, yeah, look, I think we're a little bit like you in Australia in that sometimes we do feel America is a bit dominant and <laughs> tends to <laughs> tends to swing their weight around. So, um, it, it yeah, it's, it's just interesting to say that out loud because I, I kind of I don't agree with it, but I can kind of see the angle. Yeah, for sure. And look, like you know, should should all of tech be like America centric? Like, no, we should we should, maybe we should have like European CAs and European major hosting providers and browser vendors. And you know, we need to find like more natural ways of solving that problem and not you know, kind of like a legislative gun to the head kind of approach. It's a bit too heavy handed for for my liking. Uh, Andrew Chow uh, made a comment here, which I, I think is good. Let's let's talk about the Kazakhstan thing and why everyone lost their minds about Kazakhstan some years ago. So Kazakhstan, the one that we recently all lost our minds about a few years ago was the the third major attempt for the the Kazakh government to do essentially the same thing. So they control all of the internet borders, just like we have land borders and sea borders. We have internet borders where the cables go in and out of the country. And then the government sit there and say, right, you know, we are the switch. We are the router in and out of the country. So you go through us. And they started intercepting people's traffic and redirecting them to a government route CA installation page that says, look, like we're going to block all connections in and out of the country unless we can intercept and decrypt them. Now, so that we can intercept and decrypt them, you need to install this government route certificate authority on your device. And then as soon as someone, a person, a citizen does that, exactly the things that I said to you earlier happened, right? That they can reverse proxy the connection, they can issue a certificate for gmail.com, and because they're reverse proxying and terminating TLS, they can now decrypt all the traffic on the fly and read your emails. So they were effectively trying to do the same thing, and I'll caveat my answer, like I want to clarify that in just a second, but they were effectively trying to do the same thing and you know, forcing the user to just manually install the certificate on their device rather than going after like Microsoft to put it in the Windows Trust Store. Stefan made a comment here about uh, let's just pin all our certificates. I think it was a bit of tongue in cheek. <laughs> if, if, and, and this probably brings us back to the whole HPKP set of problems as well, because this isn't largely talking about browsers anyway, but does, does pinning get us anywhere? Pinning would if things were not how they are <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's, it's like so in a, in a non-browser client and this is browser client focused because that's where all the legislation is targeting so something like pinning in a, a native smartphone app scenario is far better is far more secure and there's actually like good support for it you know it can be done with the correct level of knowledge within the organization it can be done very effectively and it is very 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 secure the, the native web platform is just not geared up for that. We tried that, as you mentioned, with HPKP, and that didn't really pan out very well. And yes, like key pinning is very slightly different to certificate pinning, but if you understand certificate pinning, you understand most of the concepts under key pinning anyway. So <laughs> yes, like, you know, that, that would solve the problem. We just don't have the, the support for it on the web platform. 
So, so where does this leave us at, at the moment? I mean, obviously, this is newsworthy again right now. Uh, what's what's the timeline? So, the final text for the recitals for the legislation were agreed and, and like one of the really big issues with this is they keep all getting agreed in secret and people have to leak the documents to me which is insane um but the the final text has basically been agreed upon for the recitals so the legislation is proposed and then they go through like change processes and they say right these are the final set of recitals and now we're basically just waiting for the vote to happen and if we look at the traditional legislative process at this point the usual level of change between where we are now and when it gets approved is zero, right? Like pr basically nothing ever happens in this point. It's pretty much the end of the line. Now, somebody <laughs> sent me what are currently like the latest, I can't show you this piece of paper because it's got the person's email on, uh, but like the literally the final recitals as they've been um, agreed and one of the things that I said a moment ago in the Kazakhstan answer was that I wanted to caveat my answer. And <laughs> I don't think that the, the European government have set out to create a way to like mass intercept and decrypt all of our traffic, right? Like it's, it's too obvious. <laughs> like, it, you know, if they thought that they were going to sneak this through, obviously, like they were never, ever going to. And I don't think that's their objective. I use the phrase Hanlon's razor on Twitter. And I also want to clarify that I'm not calling them stupid. We need a better Hanlon's razor that is like, don't attribute to malice that which can be attributed to oversight. <laughs> you know, like, it's like they've just kind of not realized how bad this could actually be as in, you know, as it's written and as it's interpreted. So look, I don't think they've come out to get us all and they're, you know, secretly hoping to have government CAs to intercept global communications and decrypt it. But then at the same time, like a couple of years ago, when this first started happening, I was like, oh, this is easy. They'll just change the, the phrasing and the legislation, right? Like if this is an oversight and they didn't mean to do it, it, we'll just remove it or rephrase it. And then that didn't happen. So so it's been like this weird process where they've put something in this final draft and I don't, you know, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like I can, I assume that they're trying to fix it, but they appear to be just like very, very marginally falling short of fixing it. And I, I'm I'm going to say that that's just because they've not quite grasped the the point, um, and not because they've intentionally done that. So, as it stands right now, the the phrasing is still super super worrying, right? Like it's you know, um, I it think you're being me bit, very very bit, concerned. You're probably being a bit generous in your uh, d description of Hanlon's razor because my understanding, and I just went and checked it on the Googles as well, is it's not. Uh, not attributing to malice what can be explained by oversight. It's not attributing to malice what can be explained by stupidity. <laughs> yes, but like I wanted to, yeah, like I was trying to. I be know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I, 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 it it does feel um, it does feel like a poorly consulted set of regulations, and it, well, it seems that everybody who actually understands what they're talking about, yourself included, all the folks on that list, speak against it. But then the. The commission keeps saying things like, you know, like we have consulted ind industry experts. And I'm like, how many times have I tweeted and said, hello, industry experts, anyone, please just message me so I know you exist, right? Like if you're an industry expert consulting the, the European Commission on this, just just DM me and say hello, right? Like because it's a relatively small industry. The amount of certificate nerds in the world is not massive, right? Like just just wave a hand and be like, you know, hey. Is, is there any actual... Uh 
expert or specialist, I almost find it a little bit self-ingratiating sometimes to hear that term, but is there anyone out there actually saying, yeah, this is good, that knows what they're talking about? Certificate authorities. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and and but, how but free are these certificates the going to be? Like, um, <laughs> um, but even to the point of saying we've consulted experts, do, do, do they name them? Do they provide? Nope, the... And they won't. And I've asked and I've publicly tweeted and reached out to all of the different communities of certificate nerds that I know about. And I'm like, who does anybody know anybody or even has heard of anybody's dogs, uncles, friends, sisters, cousin that has consulted on this project? Like who? Who are these people? I'm not European. Am I okay? <laughs> or is my browser going to be backdoored? Well, right. Back so this is okay. the problem. No, you're still screwed. Okay. But like, well, and, and like, to, you know, to be more serious about that, like, yes, you are still screwed because do you use Chrome? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Chrome's a browser and the browser will have the root store. So your device will trust the roots that are installed at the mandate of the European governments. So. But, so like uh, yeah, we joke about that, but actually it doesn't change anything unless and this was a this was a proposal that I've joked about literally because it's a dumb idea. We have an EU version of Chrome. Yeah, and I was I was just about to say that, and now that I was thinking about it, I thought this is a really dumb idea. <laughs> it is, and it absolutely is. And then you know when you make a joke about a dumb idea and you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh shit. Like, we're, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like it was literally like that because like what's what's the other choice you know well andrew just said imagine if they changed the root store by goip <laughs> but oh. the, 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 this is sort of part of um i i lament many times this kind of balkanization of of digital technologies right where it's like we we are now all global citizens all connected by common common protocols and common clients and and we end up with whether it's the Kazakhstan thing years ago or this now or whatever it is they're doing in China like there's always some sort of dividing down and and treating different parts of the world very very different which which just creates this nightmare doesn't it the other big issue we've got as well is and and anybody that's dealt with kind of legislative process will know this but like the legislative process doesn't define the technical implementation right? like it defines the outcome it, de it defines the goal and then things like the technical implementation are ironed out later so it's the, like the other big issue as well is like we don't know which road they're going to go down so i got the sent this other document as well i printed some of these out so i needed time away from my computer <laughs> like reading so much stuff um and it was the pilot documents for how they were going to start enforcing this and it outlines a few different methods so you know, like one of the methods is we'll have our traditional TLS certificates that you'll get from Let's Encrypt or whoever. And then you'll have like this second certificate, which is the Quack, and you'll send them both together. So if you want a Quack, you can buy a Quack and then you send two certificates and the browser's like, cool, this one says I'm talking to haveibimpwned.com and this one says it is, you know, haveibimpwned, PT, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, like this is fine because we we separated them out and then you could just not buy one. But the, one of the other implementations is where, and obviously this kind of makes sense from a, a practical perspective, is all of that information is bundled into one certificate because that's a more straightforward approach. The problem is then the authority issuing the quack is also the authority assuring that you are haveibimpwned.com. So now they're taking over domain authentication. And then we're back into exactly the same hole that we just talked about. So we don't even know whether... It's going to be the one certificate approach or the two certificate approach yet because that once the law has passed will be defined further down the road by the technical standards body 
So we don't even <laughs> really know, like, so, you know, what the implementation will look like. Yeah, okay. It, it, it kind of leaves you a bit speechless. But it, it also gets me to the point, which I've I've said on this live stream many times, and you and I joked about as well, where it's like, well, it's, it's a good time to be in this industry. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot out there. It's like... I may not like it. I, I, I don't think it's good that we have all the data breaches. I don't think it's good that we have the quacks, whatever else. But it does create a lot of opportunity in the industry. And it's, you know, it's, again, that's not our goal, but it's. I think it's about the only solace we can take from the entire thing at the moment. Pretty wild, isn't it? How it's, 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 it's like deja vu, you know? When Neo walks through in the Matrix in the first movie and is like a glitch in the Matrix and you're like, whoa, hang on a minute. Like, <laughs> like, did we just get teleported back to the start? Like, we've already done this. We've already been down this road. It's, But yeah, you know, in terms of future prospects, maybe we should just set up a CA. Like, why at this point, why not? You know, I'm in Europe. You can sell certificates. You. You, you can sell <laughs> certificates with, uh, with seals as well. You know, you can... You can like bake those in. Lions. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. This is honestly just it's as much as it's like yeah, good industry to be in. It just makes me a little bit depressed sometimes. So, and it, it like I, I sense your frustration as well because when you're speaking to people who who are, are confidently wrong, <laughs> I think is the right <laughs> term to use. It it is infuriating, uh, and it's it's one of those. I mean, I. I'm sure you've had this many times with like report your eye and customers and things. You get to the point, it's like you just, you just do not understand. You say, like, okay, close the door and you just walk away and yeah, I've just got to leave it. <laughs> but you can't leave it because you're going to see it in your browser and I'm going to yep. see it in my browser. Uh, it will create much, much good material in the future though. Maybe that's, that's the point. Yeah. We could do like a whole roadshow on this. It's going to be <sighs> like, at a fundamental level, the weird thing is, like, I see what they're going for, right? Like, if you were to transact online and and you could know, like, exactly who is at the other side of the connection or who is operating this website or, you know, some, like, I can see the thing that they're going for. I, I can see the thing that the legislators see in their mind, right? When they're being, they're, you've got to remember, they're obviously being sold this by certificate authorities. So you've got to take that with that pinch of salt. But from the legislator standpoint, I can... I can get on board. Like I can see what they hoped for. What they're going to get is not that, but I can see what they hoped for. Yeah, this is from the corner of the world that came up with the cookie warning as well. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, do you not all love that? <laughs> just putting like... that out. There. <laughs> okay, I think we should start to wrap it up there. But I, I know we're going to talk about this much more in the future as well because there's so much material. So yeah, thanks for for making the time. I know you're going to write about it a lot more too as this comes yeah. across, I'm sure. We probably should, uh, we're, we're both going to be at NDC Security in Oslo in January, so maybe uh, maybe this should be something that we even roll into that because uh, there'll be, it, I guess, if if not progress, then time that has passed between now and a couple of months from now as well. So, And we'll be in the EU. It'll be good material, and we'll be in the EU, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up there. I'm going to end the stream, and then uh, you and I can have a little bit more of a chat about how frustrated you are, and you can tell me how you really feel. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> See you, everyone.